Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the show. Uh, today we have on Carrie Hopperstead. Uh, Carrie had uh, reached out to me and had asked to uh, to share some of the experiences that she started to unpack after her uh, many teacher trainings that she's done with the uh, the Baptiste programs. So uh, we'll just leave it at that and let the podcast speak for itself. Uh, I hope you enjoy the conversation. We'll see you on the other side. All right, welcome back uh, today on our podcast. Uh, sitting across from me, I have the lovely and amazing Carrie Hopperson. Uh, Carrie and I have known each other for a long time. Uh, I was taking her class before I think I was friends with you, uh, was being guided in your classes. And then uh, then I started teaching. And then I think that's where uh, the, the friendship started to manifest a little bit more. I started seeing you in my class. I was in your class. And then we just started chatting and you're an awesome person. And I love Thank love you. getting to know you and love uh, the conversations that we have. And I was really excited when you reached out to me to, to have this conversation. Yeah. Y- yikes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yikes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No. I think I think that we had like a connection from the start. I remember like the first times we had chatted ended up being like like really time. good conversations that yeah. weren't like oh yeah and the weather's like nice <laughs> and so and I think it's always it always feels like that with you so yeah yeah and then you know there's I you know I, I gotta pay attention to those kind of conversations and those kind of people too because uh, you know I I believe in reincarnation right I do believe in that and I do believe that those people that you just find that intrinsic just like you click with mm-hmm. there's a reason you guys have done this before you know and I think there, there's a familiarity right mm-hmm. and there's a familiarity that I have with you and that's great you know I, I I find myself drawn to that instead of intimidated by it like I used to be mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome good stuff yeah yeah thanks so, for having me yeah I appreciate you being here yeah um, so uh, do you want to give a little history about what your background uh, just kind of like where you're at uh, how you got into yoga sure. and then we'll kind of go from there yeah. yeah I don't know how far do you want me back do you want me to go but I can uh, yeah I'll go back a little way a little bit um before I found yoga I was I spent about 15 years as a TV news producer um, mm-hmm. and during that time I I found yoga I was living in Portland Maine at the time actually and found myself in a um, Baptiste studio okay and my first class it was actually recommended to me by a person that I worked with um, a reporter and I went into this class and I, I love explaining it like this. I like simultaneously almost threw up and saw God at the same time. And like that moment instantly changed my life forever. That's it was like fantastic. a pivot moment, yeah. you know? And so I just got hooked and um, life happened, had kids, moved out here and was producing news out here, working the overnights and doing the morning show, mm-hmm. continuing to practice, found my home out here at a yoga studio and... Um, then I started to go to the trainings and um, totally fell in love with it. And really my yoga life and my like news life was yeah. not jiving. Like going to work every night at midnight and having to like grind that and like always be immersed in murder and war and death and all of the, right. you know. The just antithesis like, of yoga more yeah, or less. Totally. Yeah, totally. Totally, yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, eventually left that life and taught full time for, for about eight years. Mm. Yeah, right and Very that's kind of the succinct version of <laughs> how nice. I got into how I got into it. Very yeah. cool. And uh, and so uh, so the trainings you took. Mm. Yeah, what, what were the what were the trainings? Yeah, so I went to um, I went to level one Baron Baptiste level one and level two, 
Um, level one was in Mexico and level two was in Texas. Okay. Um, so I did a, you know, and then I did mul- multiple like smaller local trainings. Okay. Um, and I'm going to sound today a lot like, um, I don't know a better word to put way to put this, but I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth. Okay. Because I gained a lot. Right. I gained a lot and I learned a lot. And right. also hindsight's kind of 2020. Mm-hmm. And in looking back at a lot of the stuff that I observed and experienced, um, I'm, it's I'm, it's kind of weird. <laughs> like yeah. There's some stuff that just doesn't set, sit right. Okay. And that's kind of why I thought it might be interesting to talk to you about it. And I also realized that there... It's this is not a comfortable conversation for probably for people to hear who are still in it, right? Yeah, and it's not comfortable to have, okay, really either, you know. Um, because if you had asked me as recently as like four months ago, Mm -hmm. I'd be here a hundred percent professing like how amazing and like life changing it it is, and it and it is, like, but. At the same time, I think there's there's uh, some stuff that isn't great. Right. Okay. And that's the reason why we're here today. Yeah. Right? yeah. And that's the reason why we're here. So, mm-hmm. um, so we're going to talk about um, some of the the trainings that Carrie's gone to, and um, and some of the experiences that she's had, and uh, kind of you know let the conclusions be drawn and mm-hmm. see where we go from there. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a uh, the broad brush stroke of the conversation is not just going to uh, land on the trainings that, that Carrie's had. This carries over into a lot of different types and um, uh, quote unquote leaders in the yoga community. And um, the yoga community has a very strong ability to, and not just a yoga community, but to have kind of culty esque type atmospheres around them. Right. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Right. Um, and, uh, and again, we're not, I'm not making any claims as to specific peoples, but these are just experience that are had and we're going to talk about that and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, and so there has been a few things about Baptiste has come out recently. Um, and that's kind of shined a light on some of the practices and some of the teachings and uh, experiences. And this is kind of what's brought it into my my scope as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very familiar, and I think most of us are very familiar with the Bikram kind yeah. of controversies yep. and, you know, kind of quote unquote culty stuff that happens there. And, uh, yeah. but, um, but, you know, now we're kind of switching gears into another, you know, so, <clears throat> so what are some of the, you know, wh- what was something that brought you finally to that point of where you're like, Oh man, I need to maybe just think about this a different way. Well, it's funny. I think, and, and I think I should say like, um, I'd like to also so I've been to several trainings, but but more importantly, I've um, assisted at several trainings, and so kind of got that inside view of like not just as a practitioner, kind of like but... how the sausage is made. Like you don't want to know how it's made, but it tastes really good. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Analogy, yeah. Right. Totally. <laughs> so, um, oh, but um, I think over the years, like multiple times, I'd think to myself, like my inner, my gut would say, like, this is not right. Yeah. Like I don't. This doesn't feel good, but at the same time, there's so many people who are like, no, this is right. This is the way, this is the way we do things. And this is, and so it was easy to like overlook that instinctual. Plus I didn't want to, I didn't want to doubt it. Like I loved it. And I had spent a shit ton of money, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like I didn't want to doubt it. I had invested a lot of time, money and, and time away from my family. 
Um, so that became um, easier to kind of quelch that those mm-hmm. thoughts. But in the last, I would say like four months or five months, um, there was this very quiet rumbling of just a couple people, like mm. people, like one or two people that I was very, very close to and really, really trusted that I had, I felt like I could just reach out and just say the words like, something doesn't feel right. Like I'm starting to th- remember things and think about experiences that we had that that just don't feel right. And and they affirmed my, my like thoughts, mm. you know? Um, and that felt really good. Yeah. Like, Oh my God, these people that were also very, very like higher up in the organization, um, were confirming my, yeah. you know, my gut. Yeah. Basically. And, and when you say remember things too, like I, I get that, I get what that means. And, and so for me, like, so when you're in a yoga teacher training or, or any intense training, but for yoga, for example, like there is so much heat involved, so many long days involved, so many practices involved, right? So you could be doing yoga for probably five to seven hours mm-hmm. a day, if not longer, in a hundred plus degree room. Plus you get, you know, uh, content that's being spit at you, all this stuff. So to that point, sometimes like there's so much happening, we don't even realize something that is traumatic or negative or things like that, because there's so many endorphins and and chemicals moving in your body and your body's trying to like resist the heat and cool itself down and all this stuff that I get that, man. I've, I've, I worked at a teacher training company for two years and there are times like that where things have finally calmed down. I'm like, Oh shit. I said that, or that was the experience that just happened. Like, Oh man. And these are trainings where that were a hundred plus people Hmm. in these. Yeah. And, and the, the heat and the intensity, when you're talking about that many people in a room, God, it's it's intense for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I and I'm gonna keep and this is why I'm gonna sound kind of like I'm losing my mind because <laughs> I still will I'm still gonna say like and I got a lot out of it and I right. I you know I definitely transformed my own life so that's where I'm going back and forth yeah. and and I <laughs> if anything of this whole like revelation experience that we're just starting to talk about that came out of it that's really great is it finally like propelled me to get um a therapist oh yeah <laughs> you know right on. and Hell so yeah. which i think everybody should do anyway but um but the amazing that that's what he keeps reminding me like over and over and over again it's like both things can be true yeah like yes both things can be true and it's like oh right yeah it's okay. it, it can be like stockholm syndrome almost mm-hmm. right where you mm-hmm. you start to empathize with your captor right but they're still good because it's not only the training by the person that might be questionable doing the training, but mm-hmm. you have all these humans around you. That's this positive energy. That's this, yeah, this release that's happening, that this learning that's happening. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like it can be, you can have negative experiences and positive experiences from the same thing. It doesn't negate one or the other, right? You yeah. can definitely find that dichotomy between the two. Yeah. That's what I'm experiencing. Yeah. yeah it's been a kind of a, it's been a trip for sure. Yeah. It you, continues to be. <laughs> I've not said, do you still find yeah. yourself arguing with oh, yourself yeah. at times? Yeah, for sure. Okay. And then there's also this, uh, the, the question in my, in my head. And so this will turn into a therapy session, but, um, what was it? What was missing in me or whatever that like made me fall for hmm. this? Right. You know, but you know, there, there isn't necessarily, it's a very, very persuasive, very, um, 
uh, attractive right. thing to go into. It's, you, you get love bombed. Everybody's like loving on you and it's a community built in. Like these are things that people are looking for naturally. Like it's a yeah. human need to be part of a community and to be accepted and, and loved on. So, yeah. And that's, I think that's a hard thing for us as humans too, because yeah, you're, you joined everything for the right reasons. We can't beat ourselves up for becoming prey to somebody that is that is preying on us, right? Because it's very clear what we want and what we desire as humans. We want community. We want to feel loved. We want to feel accepted. And so when you're offering that as a thing, of course, you're going to draw people in, right? And if you have negative intentions behind that, that sucks. I'm sorry. But um, but the people that invite that are invited into that still shouldn't be beating themselves up because they're searching for what we're all searching for. Mm -hmm. It's just, you had an access to it that probably a lot of people didn't. If more people had access to it, more people probably would have gone to it too. Mm -hmm. Right. Not necessarily this training, but just things in general. Right. So I think, you know, for us, try not to beat ourselves up for being drawn into the thing that we all want community and love and acceptance. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing that, that is very, the people who are drawn to this sort of thing are people who want to help. They yeah. want to help other people. Definitely. I mean, just at the very essence of it, right? Isn't that what, why we all get into yoga or, mm-hmm. or whatever other um, you know outlet that we have? We want to help other people. And so that's, you know. Yeah, find our ways to be of service in our ways, mm-hmm. you know, most definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what, uh, so, okay, so you're, you're starting to come to grips with some of the experiences that you had. What were some of the things that maybe put that put put you in that direction to, to, to think like that well so we started having these conversations a smaller group of of former Baptiste teachers mm-hmm. and really reflecting back on on some of the techniques that um, that were used that are still used in the trainings that we um, at the time maybe didn't call out or or question but um, things like like trauma bonding where mm-hmm. You know, you're you're in a group of a hundred something people, and you're questioned and really encouraged to share something like some deep, deep pain from childhood, maybe, or okay. you know, adulthood or whatever, um, and put in that situation to to delve like really, really deep in front of like a hundred people that you don't even know. Wow. You know? Yeah. Um, which I mean, that's that's so much work to get to a point to where you can say that out loud to yourself, let alone hundreds of people. And so, in in those positions, well, and plus, without having any mental health experts on yeah. site that you know to help you work through whatever might come up, whatever might be coming up. So, I didn't personally like. I didn't personally feel that myself. I watched that happen in front of me a lot. There were many, many times where I would see a person, a a member, a participant, like share something, like really like deep, deep um, revelation. Um, Maybe something surfaced that they they didn't remember. Um, And they're just just not being the support, the the mental health support that would be needed for that situation. There were times too when... um, I would be on an assisting team, and usually when I was on an assisting team, I was in charge of well-being for the participants, which meant like if anything happened physically or or mentally to them, that they would come to me and I would help. Okay. And I remember just like many times where I felt inadequate in the sense of like this person really probably needs much more support than I can give them, but yeah. I'm I'm it. 
um, in this situation. So, wow. yeah, I actually remember um, a really good friend of mine who came to a training and I was the well-being assistant and he was severely dehydrated. Like, and he came to me and it was probably like day five or something. And you could see he, his like, tongue was black and he was like not sweating anymore. Oh, wow. You know, stuff like that. And all, all I could really offer him was like, at that point was like Pedialyte, you know? Yeah. And it worked, yeah. But it, it was scary. Like I felt nervous, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> for him. yeah, yeah. What? Uh, so were you given like kind of training to be that that per, the point of contact for people that were having dehydration or mental breakdowns or mental revelations or any of that kind of stuff? No, I mean to put it really bluntly, like yeah. as you started to ask that question, I was thinking, "Holy shit, how am I going to answer this?" No, I mean, I think I got a binder that had in the mail that had some instructions in it. Um, I and the thing that it's hard too because, like, I I, I will tell you that when until about four or five months ago, if somebody asked me what I was the most the thing that I did in my life that I was the most proud of, like, yeah, besides having my amazing kids, that, that is what I am most proud of. But assisting at those trainings, I'm telling you, yeah, that was some heady shit. Yeah, and it was also like uh, when when I look back on it, it, it didn't take long to get to this point. But assisting at those trainings, you're unpaid. You're working a hundred hours a week. You're working from like five a.m. till one in the morning. Yeah. You're getting no sleep, and it is you have to be on. Yeah. On, Very on a hundred and thousand percent the yeah. entire time, and if you're not, the leader of the of the um, team will call you out. Yeah, and so it's like hmm. it's a very very like well while I was in the middle of it, it felt very like prestigious. Yeah, and I was a chosen one. You know oh, what I mean? Like that's course. how they play it, and that's yeah. how that's how when I start to look at the dynamics of of cults and and things like that, it's very. Um, it's it's so in your face, right. like when you really break it down. Yeah. Um, what yeah. was uh, so besides the prestige of being, you know, the the assistant mm-hmm. or helper? Mm-hmm. What was there any kind of compensation, or was there like, like a like a level up as far as like training? Like, could you put that on a resume and be like, I assisted with these, and that would look good on yoga studios? It or got me like that? to like the five hundred hour level. Okay. So I mean, if at the very least, and I might have got a t shirt. Okay. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's because we're talking about like, um, and and in fact, the funny thing is that before you even can be an assistant, um, back in, back when I was doing this, you, uh, were an apprentice, which you had to pay for and you were, were working. So you were paying, you're paying to to work and you had to pay your own flight. Um, yeah. I mean, it was like, and you were like complete, just grunt work. Um, but boy, Every, people did it. Yeah. People really wanted that. I I did it. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's funny to think back on like back on that on that and how how honored I felt and how lucky I felt mm-hmm. and and but then now looking back and thinking, what a freaking fool, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know I, I would hope that you did get some good experiential yeah. work out of that, but um, but yeah, that definitely sounds like that was a taken advantage of kind of moment. And, you know, there are some, uh, it's interesting that, you know, we're talking about that because there are some, some, uh, corporate yoga 
places that are coming up now that have part of their teacher training programs that once you complete and you know we, again you pay thousands of dollars for yeah. these teacher trainings probably three and a half thousand uh, but after you're done with the teacher training with this specific company you then have to teach 25 classes for them for free before wow. they'll give you your accreditation because you have to get the quote unquote oh. experience right mm-hmm. and like it, it, so part of me i get it right you need experience but the other part of me is you just paid three grand like to a to a place that probably had 10 or 15 people so that's like 30 40 grand that 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 company just made and then they're getting 25 classes out of all of those people for free to teach which we know is about 50 bucks a class or so. So for the bottom line of a yoga studio, of course that makes sense because they're getting free teachers. They're getting a shit ton of money for these trainings and they're getting people that just know their training. They just know their, the classes they want to teach. So like I get it from a birth business aspect, but from a human aspect, that's shitty. That just sucks. Are they also counting the hours, those those teaching hours, as part of the the tr- like two hundred hours of training? I think so. See I that so. that's even worse yeah. because the people aren't even getting like actually trained. Right. Yeah. You're just out, yeah. out there doing it. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. It's, yeah. So you know, there's uh, it's it's interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna start paying attention to more of these corporate places that are opening up and just kind of seeing their business models and see what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, there's places like there's a place in. Um, California called Black Swan Yoga that um, that is uh, very successful and are all donation based. They have zero price for their classes. People that can pay, pay. People that don't pay, they don't pay. Mm-hmm. They have top of the line facilities. They have top of the line teachers and they make it work. And I'm not intimate with their business uh, strategy or their business model. But from what I do know about it, it's basically based off humanity. And yeah. I love that people are making great. Their, their business is successful. They're serving their community in a beautiful way. And it seems like everything's above board. Yeah, Seems I love like. that that model sounds really great. Yeah. I've heard of similar models too where where it's um the teacher just t- it's a, a certain cut that the teacher takes from whatever the pot is that they right. that they draw in from from the classes. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. And that I mean shit, we were talking about this mm-hmm. before we even came up here. That could be a cool way. There's, you know, as as yoga is now becoming more commercialized and popularized and corporatized, you know, there are some structures that are going to be probably put into place. And one of the things that I uh, know we're, di- we're, you know, sidetracking a little <laughs> bit, but, uh, but the corporate, uh, the pay structure for yoga teachers is kind of, uh, imbalanced in a way, yeah. you know, and it potential to be imbalanced. And because a lot of it isn't standardized, um, that, uh, you know, there can be ways that yoga teachers can look to be taken advantage of whether that's intended that way or not, you know, it just, it just kind of send, ends up being that way. So it's good that there are different ways of looking at this and people are starting to explore those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's interesting. That's a lot of, that's a lot of work to pay for, for an, for an intern mm-hmm. and then to have expected on you. Cause I mean, so you're working from five to one, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're guiding classes, you're guiding people, you're answering questions, you're holding space for all these people. You're helping guide these big energetic release sessions of people, you know, digging up traumatic things in their life and not really meant to deal with those things as they're being brought up. God, that's yeah. just a recipe for craziness. Oh, and then also you can throw in like, th- there were times when my role was uh, that the title was hydration okay. where you're literally just in charge of, of making sure that the leader has the hi- hydration that they need at any given time of the day, whether that's a very specific smoothie made a very specific way or, you know, their tea or their Gatorade or their water, the coconut water, like oh, whatever, man. you know, and making sure that it's exactly right, right and placed in the exact right location 
on the stage or wherever, you know, wherever, oh, wherever that might be. So you say what you want about it. <laughs> that's just the antithesis of yoga. You know, if we're getting to a point to where we're that caught up in what degree our coconut water needs to be at <laughs> and what where it needs to be placed. And I like my top partially cracked so it doesn't get all the pulp out, please. Just a little bit out of you're doing it wrong. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you're, you're in it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. And okay. again, again, like at the time I thought it was the most important job in the world. Right. Like I like, wow. Yeah. I'm getting to deliver this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, I would say, I'm going to mm-hmm. rephrase that. You're not doing it wrong. The people asking of that of yeah. human beings, it's just not a way to live as a human being to have those expectations of another human being to cater to you like By that. By the way, who's volunteering their time has left their family right. just to get you to make for their benefit because they're profiting off of this hundred person plus training. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Wow. It's kind of fucked up really. (laughs) Like if you think about it. Um, so it wasn't until, so I started going down. So having these conversations with some of my, um, former colleagues there. And then I started diving into the world of Nexium. Um, and I'm not sure how much, you, how much you know about Nexium? Oh, okay. Well, and then really looking at the at the practices that so Nexium is an, is a is a a downright cult. Like is a is a cult. The leader Keith Raniere is, is serving time in prison. Um, it starts off as a very much um, there's no yoga like involved, but it's it's a very, it's almost more like landmarky where. Um, it's a personal growth and development and you go through certain levels and, okay. and you pay more money and you pay more money and reach another level and another level. And, and when you reach these levels, you get a different colored sash and you get to, you know, different like, you know, responsibilities and privileges and things like that. Okay. Um, and just in a super nutshell of, of, um, Nexium, it all kind of came to head and blew up when a couple of women left because there was an, a very, very private tight top line group of just women and they were getting branded and they were getting branded with this guy's um and this has nothing i'm not linking this with with this yet right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is not happening as far as i know um but they're getting branded with this guy's um initials and and but he had them he had the brand made so that um it didn't look like his initials and he apparently like he was had had them convinced that he had no idea that this special group was going on with the branding. Anyway, it is really fascinating. Wow. I highly recommend like looking at an Axiom. Um, okay. There is a there's a series on Netflix. Uh, gosh, The Vow. It's called The Vow. Okay. That that is really excellent. Looks all into it. Anyway, so started kind of like diving into that, mm-hmm. and I've always been super fascinated with cults. I've watched every episode of, of you know, all the Scientology shit oh, and all yeah. of that. Uh-huh. Like I, I've always been really fascinated by it. So when I started to have these, started having these conversations with my former colleagues um, and started to realize like, huh, we had a leader, a very, very charismatic leader, mm-hmm. um, and we were paying lots of money to go up level keep going up more and more levels, keep paying more and more money, volunteering our time and like for real grueling work. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and then some of the other things that really became apparent were what was this concept of what, what, um, 
has been termed in the past called a thought terminating cliche, okay. which is really used to um, to shut down any independent thinking. So in these organizations, right, like they, the worst thing that can happen is if somebody starts to question or listen to their gut, like right. I was ignoring my gut. Okay. Um, and so these thought terminating cliches and it starts to realize like, wow, so the three tenets of, of the style of yoga that I was doing um, – are be a yes, you are ready now, and give up what you must. And they're like hanging huge on the wall at every training. Yeah. And any, and I just remember any time that anybody would start to, including myself, would start to question or think differently, it was just like, be a yes. Like, be a yes. Be a yes. Yeah. Um, and um, something else that we talk a lot about is trust the process. You know, trust the process. And that's playing into a lot of those people, the people that go to those trainings, yeah. because we believe in the universe and we believe in energetic feelings and mm-hmm. we believe that things work out in a way, but we also, there, there's, there's gotta be a, other reasonings behind that than just trust. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Wow. And so looking at those, I mean, back in, in the, at the time when I, when I was really in it, um, I used those terms all the time. Right. I would use them in my classes here. Yeah. Um, be a yes. Like and it and it does have its place, right? Yeah. But when it in, it's shown in the light of you know the idea of a thought terminating cliche, yeah, it has its place there too. Yeah. And that is to keep everybody, you know, in this space. Another thing that has really become obvious is that some of the some of the um, strategies and techniques used, for example, like controlling food, like controlling when people eat. Okay. Um. Controlling their sleep, or sleep deprivation, yeah. um, not letting people know what's going to happen next. Like these are all ways that that you know to really get people to um, stop asking questions and to stop listening to their own intuition. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Controlling eating. I mean, how do you control eating at a place where you're expending that much energy and like mm-hmm. the trainings that I was a part of? I mean, anytime we weren't doing yoga, we were snacking trying to replenish energy, right? If we weren't actively doing yoga, we're chewing on like cashews or like fruit bars or something, you know, to try to replenish yeah. energy. Those trainings were um, very, very, very uh, specific with when when meals were, everybody ate at the same time, breakfast, okay. lunch, and dinner, and there was an afternoon snack and that was it. Hmm. And everything's provided for you right. and you can't, I mean, you're encouraged not to bring anything extra. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. So, uh, okay. So, and then, so that was thought terminating, uh, cliches. Cliche. That is such a terrible, that's a, such a terrible phrase. I've never heard that before. Thought terminating cliches. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It was coined by, uh, uh a, a psychologist in the fifties, James Lifton, I believe okay. his name was. And, um, I think he did a lot of work with, um, with, like Nazis and and that sort of okay. sort of that uh, era, but I I think I like the term because it makes me it made me realize like oh that's what that is yeah that's exactly what that yeah, is yeah I and, never knew there was a I term for s- it I can see them all over the place like they're in advertising you know everything is kind of culty yeah. even advertising so well I think advertising especially we found out how to manipulate human minds and we just use that to sell shitty things instead of like if we could if we could reverse and and use the idea that we know that how to sell like crappy sodas to people that we we know soda kills people it causes diabetes causes cancer causes all these things 
but we know how to tug at the heartstrings to get people to buy this this cancer giving soda, right? Why don't we take that understanding that we have of how to sell things, how to tug at the heartstrings of the human beings and, and try to sell joy, try to sell a healthier lifestyle in some kind of way, try to sell the idea that you are in control of your own happiness. If you stop buying all this crap that we're trying to shove down your throat and actually search for your own happiness outside of the materialistic world. It's not going to fund any, it's not going to make anybody any money. Exactly. I know. I know. Fucking and then the money that goes ideas. to, yeah, all that money that goes to the, yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh-huh. But it's, yeah, that just, it sucks because we've, realized how to do the things that we need to do we've just doing shitty things with those things it's just it's a hard pill to swallow sometimes yeah it is yeah it's gross man Mm. so uh so what's uh so when you're talking so you have a a community of people now Mm -hmm. that, that you're able to communicate with this and talk to um are there still people that you talk to that are like, you're crazy? Well, so, uh, interestingly, um, most of what I get from people who are still in it, because I th- I guess this whole thing kind of started with um, some accusations against the Africa Yoga Project, which was which is sort of like a nonprofit arm of Baptist Yoga. Okay. Um, a group called No White Saviors wrote hmm. this a pretty scathing re- report about they had done an investigation into the funds and other um, other things that were going on with with Africa Yoga Project that were not not above the line. They were pretty below the line, or the uh, allegations of it were below the line. Yeah. And when that started, when that lid started to come off, and pe- and people started to question, I think no, I think there just hadn't been any questions. Like everybody, I think was sort of where I was, where if we had questions, we were just not asking to be a them. Yes. <laughs> so. People started to ask the questions of Africa Yoga Project, and then that kind of turned into like, huh, let's ask the questions of, of Baptiste Yoga too. Mm. Something that is really shitty is that um, there, some of the people in the group that I'm in um, have been like stalked. How do I put this? It seems like early on, there were people joining the group who were not questioning, who were still a hundred thousand percent drinking oh, the Kool Aid. Which okay. I used to say drinking the Kool Aid, like, <laughs> "Hey, <laughs> I'm drinking the Kool Aid," and now I'm like, "Oh yeah, I drank that uh, Kool Aid." Yeah. Um, but uh, and who there there are now a bunch of fake like social media accounts that are kind of attacking people who are in this group um, and their businesses and their families, which wow. is really shitty. Wow. Um, that's really made me open my eyes to like, huh, that's, yeah. instead of just, instead of having a conversation about it or taking like ownership for anything, there's something a little more sinister going on, um, which sucks. Yeah. And just to draw another dotted line to another cult, that's exactly what happened with, uh, with, uh, Bikram. You know, I have friends that, that were involved in Bikram circle, that when they started to speak out, they become harassed. I was teaching at a yoga studio down the street uh, at a, in a different city that um, one of the people from Bikram's camp came to stalk the person that was in my class, you know, and intimidate that person. And I had no idea until I was done with the class. Wow. I was actually trying to help this guy, like, figure out his yoga poses before COVID. And then come to find out, like, and, and I'm not saying, like, you know, I wouldn't have helped him. But, like, yeah, he's behind the person that he was stalking, and I was helping him in class. And then I finally found out that this person was stalking this other person. I'm like, you need to let me know. I would have told that dude to leave. I would have escorted him out myself. But, like, so I understand. Like, that's when that level starts to happen, you 
anybody involved with that, you're doing something incorrect. Like you mm-hmm. shouldn't be sending people out to check on other people, to stalk other people, to intimidate other people. Yeah. Like if you're part of that camp, you're on the wrong side. That sucks, mm-hmm. but you're on the wrong side. Well, and also there's there's this notion of, I've gotten this a couple of times. I reached out to a few um, uh, affiliate studio owners that, that I'm friends with just to ask what they're, what they're thinking. Because that's a shitty place to have to be in right now where you invested mm. – so much money, so much energy, so much time to have that name stamped on your business right. and then to have this going on. But the the response is typically like, well, I didn't experience any of that or it was all great for me, um, which is a completely dismissive statement. Right. It, to, it, to say something like that is, is completely dismissing other people's experiences. Right. Um, so that's been what my biggest observation of yeah. that response well i mean it's almost in a way it's almost a thought uh thought terminating cliche i was yeah. fine i did great yeah. i was good i didn't have an experience well cool okay so uh you know if even a small percentage of people have a bad experience where we're like it's it doesn't negate everybody's experience but it should bring questions about why that person had a bad experience yes great you had a good experience but this other person didn't yeah traumatizing yeah Yeah, let's talk about that mm -hmm. you know let's not not dismiss them oh i'm fine they fuck them that's basically what you're saying because we're not talking about like bad customer service we're talking about like traumatic experience or yeah 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 and that's uh i yeah i can imagine there's going to be some backlash with that about having to remove the names and and you know justify the trainings and all the things that happen from that mm-hmm. man so is there is there like formal investigations happening now that people have raised questions or at least maybe moving towards the direction of not yet okay not yet that i know of no it's pretty it's pretty low-key in fact i'm even just having this conversation with you is mm-hmm is nerve wracking a little bit for me. But at the same time, I I've been really wrestling with it so much over the last several months and years, really. Mm. I, you know, I, I kind of informally left the organization, I would say probably four, three or four years ago, simply because I wasn't willing to pay for any more trainings. And if you stop going and paying for trainings, you're out, like you're off the website. You're not, you're not, you know, uh, acknowledged anymore. Okay. And, when that happened for me, I I wasn't I wasn't pissed or anything like that. I I wasn't sad. I was more just like, what the fuck? Like, well, I spent all that money, and mm. I on one hand I get it where you have to keep growing and you have to keep keep evolving and training and learning and things like that. But um, it was just it's just kind of like a shitty way to be. It makes me think of uh, multi level marketing in some ways. Pyramid you know, schemes and things like yeah, that. Yeah, the minute you stop buying. The, the stuff or getting other people to buy it mm-hmm. or reaching a certain level, you're out. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and we could go down that road too. That's, <laughs> MLMs are pretty culty. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> Most yeah, definitely. That's a whole nother ball game. But speaking of that, there is, there's a, a another, can I promote another podcast? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. No, only mine. <laughs> I know. I could talk for hours about the podcast I love, but one of them that I love, and if this stuff is interesting to you, it's called A Little Bit Culty. Okay. And it's with a couple who were very, very high up in Nexium and were actually the ones who left Nexium that blew up the whole, that mm, whole scandal. Put them on blast, yeah. And they look into um, all kinds of really interesting cults, and MLM is one cool. of them. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, I'll leave uh, I'll leave uh, links in the show notes for for things like that. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, another thing that if if you're into this, um, 
the Conspirituality podcast is okay. excellent. Uh-huh. And the guy who hosts that wrote a book called Spirituality. Conspirituality. Yeah. He wrote a book called Practice and Everything is Coming. And uh-huh. I'll get you his name because you would, might want to put that in the show notes too. Totally. But that's, I mean, he goes down the road of investigating Patabi Joyce mm. and, and his, um, all the allegations against him. I'm not wow. sure if you know. I've a little bit about it, a little bit. He interviews a ton of, of his um, victims. Okay. And I mean, that's like it, that right there. The fact that he still is revered as like the father of, of well, Vinyasa, but right. Ashtanga, you know, and what he was doing to women. Yeah. There's, it's wow. a really, really jaw dropping and kind of gag reflexy. Yeah. <laughs> really. It's but just... it's no surprise when you look at that's where, that's where. Bikram came from, and right. they're learning from they're yeah. learning from their teachers. Right, exactly. Yeah, you're learning what mm-hmm. to do, and they're God, this. They're, we need to deviate from this. We need to deviate. You know, like the people when they get power, we've seen what happens. And not to say like Bikram has power or Baptiste has power, but they're in authoritative figures in the positions. And with that, there's that modicum of power that if you abuse it, it just keeps steamrolling, right? And then these things start to happen. So finding those healthy ways to embrace the the responsibility you have as a guide, as a leader in whatever capacity, not letting that power go to your head. Like I, when I was uh, involved with management teams, very different, but you know, we still have teams of people mm-hmm. that we're in charge of that power can go to people's heads. I surrounded myself with people that questioned me like all the time, right? That always challenged me in what I was doing on purpose. I don't want a bunch of yes people around me saying, Adam, you're great. Adam, you're smart. Adam, that was a great idea. It's like, hey, you know what? Here's all the holes in that idea Mm -hmm. you just put out there. And here's why that's going to suck, right? Build that type of team. Build the people around you that are going to question you, that are going to challenge you to make you a better human being, Right. That's how we get away from that power struggle. That's how we get away from all that stuff of like. Yeah. But you, but in, in, in a yoga situation, yeah. I, I, and I'm, I'll be the first to admit I tasted that. Like I tasted that so hard. Be, you standing up on a podium in oh, front yeah. of 80 people who are doing what you're telling them to do, even though they don't want to do it. Like yeah. that's it's, some pretty heady, powerful shit. I is. mean, and I definitely walked around with that, with that on, you know, for, for a while. Yeah. And, I'm not proud of it, and I and I definitely feel like as 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 much as we can just see it, step back and see that that's happening to us, and that we're it feels so good. It's hard to like, it's hard to um, I don't know to question it or to, yeah. to step away from it and like take a look at it. But yeah, it is. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's like a drug. You know, you're you're getting fueled that, and your endorphins go, and your body chemical chemistry starts to go, and it's like oh. I'm, I'm the one doing the things. And you you're know? the teacher. You're the so teacher. they can't they can't question you yeah. because you know best. You're the teacher. Right. That's sort of uh yeah, the yeah. way that, that I was trained anyway was um, oh, I remember like you don't take feedback from your students, they're not teachers. Hmm. Um Wow. Oh that, man. Big time. And that's you know, that's the antithesis of the training that I got. Oh wow. Yeah. So the training that I got and not specifically the person that trained me. Not saying that, but the people that I grew up around, like Tang, for example, Tang Nguyen, he, he was on the podcast a while ago. I, as a, as a, uh, a student still, not even having an inkling of wanting to teach, I can remember this gentleman 
coming out of class and telling uh, Tang that, hey, I've got some feedback for you about your class. I thought it was too hot. I thought it was too difficult, all these things. And Tang said, hold on one second, went and got a piece of paper and a pen and sat down next to the guy and took notes of exactly what that guy said. And I'm sitting across from them. I'm you know, not trying to pay attention, but I'm eavesdropping a little bit. And uh, at that time, you know, again, I wasn't wanting to be a teacher, but I'm a trainer. I'm a you know, corporate guy. I've you know, run management teams and stuff like that. I've never seen a person take feedback like that before that changed my life. Right. And so like having people like that in my life, having those humble people that, that take the time to hear the feedback that listen to what's going on and, and what's being said around them. That's, you know, that's the kind of in, uh, the impact that I've been having on, on my, on my career. Mm-hmm. And so in turn, try to have that impact as well. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes to me and says, Hey, this is what I think. Cool. Give me a second. Let me write this down. You know, so that antithesis of like, I'm the one, I'm the person, follow me. It's like, no, cool. No, we're just humans. What do right. you got? You know? Yeah. That's, it's interesting just to, to see the the dichotomy, the difference between those two trainings. Well, I think the, the, the thought is like, as a teacher, we're going to put our students into some pretty un- uncomfortable situations, True. you know, and part of yoga is, is getting comfortable being uncomfortable. So yeah. you have to get into those uncomfortable situations. So there are times when I know for me, uh, uh, my absolute favorite teacher is one of my best friends. And I, I there are times when I'm like <laughs> in her class that I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. You're going to make me do crescent lunch again, uh-huh. you know, like, and, um, but but in the end, at the end of the day, so that's, that's, I think that's the thought process of like, you don't want to take feedback from your students because you're intentionally making them uneasy or uncomfortable as a means to get to the, right. to get to the goal. Yeah. Um, but I can definitely see where there would be an opportunity to listen. Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, and uh, I can't remember if we were talking about this, but I was having a conversation maybe with somebody else, but when we're challenged, it almost strengthens the conviction that we have for doing the thing that we do. Right. And so that's why I love being challenged. Right. Why did you do equal twice in a row on the right side? Yeah. <laughs> I fucked up and forgot. Right. <laughs> or, you know what? I, that first one was to get the alignment. The second one was to get the depth in the hips. Thank you for asking the question. Now I'm going to do that again next week. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, you know, in turn love being questioned because then it, it strengthens my reasoning as to why, you know, if it, it kind of goes back to like our kids, right? Those of us that have kids, they go through that phase where they question everything. Why is the sky blue? Why is that thing orange? Why is this hot? If we just say, fuck off, it's hot because it's hot. Just go watch TV. Mm-hmm. We're, we're taking away their ability to be creative, ask creative questions mm-hmm. in that thing. So it's that kind of same thing. It's like, Hey, why did we do equal twice? Hey, shut up. Go over there. Student. Right. You don't, you don't know. Right. You, I couldn't even want to explain I had it a to plan you. for you. Right. That was all. Pl- yeah, <laughs> totally. It's like, no, nah, man, let's, let's talk about that shit because your answer to that person might convince them that they want to do a teacher training that convinces yeah. them that they might not want to do Eagle ever again, but that is going to give them something to marinate on rather than just trust me, go fuck off. Yeah. You know, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It's funny. It reminds me of one of my favorite, one of my favorite things uh, to do as a teacher. I really do love getting people out of their comfort zones yeah. and um, is I would turn the room to face a different direction, Ooh, like yeah. to face away from the mirror. So uh-huh. I'd set my mat up like in a spot that it normally wouldn't be. And yeah. man, the, the, it is all, it's always so funny because it's such a trigger. Like people will come in regulars and be like, what the hell are you doing? This is wrong. Yeah, this right. is not right. But I, inevitably I'd have a student <laughs> who would be their first time. Uh-huh. And I'm like that guy, I'm like, Hey, Billy, 
what's the front of the room? Uh-huh. And you'd be like, well, that's the, we're facing the front of the room. Like, so <laughs> it's kind of all perspective, totally. right? Yeah. Like, is this really wrong or is it just different from what you're used to? Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Did you ever, uh, do you ever start on left first instead of right? I don't. I don't either. Ooh. I can't. Wow, I, that would be challenging. I know. I've had teachers <laughs> that do that. They're like, I'm going to change it up and start left. I'm like, you're just going to do that on the fly? I would screw the entire class I up. I don't know how. I don't think I could do no, that. No, not at all. Wow. And I think as a, as a student, though, it would really, it would be very impactful because if, if I had a teacher doing that, I'd mm-hmm. be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Why are you making me do this the whole time? <laughs> like thinking in my head, like they've lost it. They've just uh-huh. lost their mind. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there was a woman, Marva, that I used to, used to oh, teach. Oh, I remember Yeah, Marva, Marv, she's yeah. the best. I love her. Yeah. But yeah, she would do left every once in a while. She's like, huh. we're going to do left today. I'm like, God, how do you do that? Mm. Just randomly drop a left side flow on everybody? Shit. That's next level. I'd be level. confused for like the next two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, man. So, uh, so with, uh, are you, are you still unpacking, you know, some stories and some ideas, oh, some yeah. understandings? Like, like every day, it almost back? seems like every day I'll remember something. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, I remember assisting and being on the the wellness person and this woman coming up to me just, this is, she's like, just couldn't even handle it. It's like day three, which is always the breaking. Okay. Through day three is usually the day that everybody breaks and then, and has their freak out. And then the rest of the time is, seems to be a little smoother. Yeah. But it was day three and she was just absolutely beside herself about like, sleep deprivation and the food situation and this is totally not okay and this is not healthy and and i just remember standing there and i there was nothing i could do like i felt i felt the only thing i could do was not internalize her complete like freak out on me she she was freaking out on me like there wasn't any way around it i was but i was just the safe space for her to do it because my because my role right but it does seem like every day i have another memory of like Oh yeah, this practice that we did. One of the the trauma bonding exercises that I was that I experienced was late late night, probably day four, level two at my level two. After you know you're absolutely freaking exhausted, yeah. and we had just done like a three hour, really really dark hip opening, like a uh, Yiddish kind of practice, okay. right? So everyone's raw as fuck like there's no there's no veneer yeah and then we all the instruction was pair up with the person next to you sit sit so that your faces are like three inches apart and you each have to speak for i think it was three to three or five minutes it was timed um without stopping talking one person at a time and the topic is your deepest darkest secrets go and you had to fill the space for five minutes. Wow. Um, and with a a complete stranger. Wow. Yeah, and then take and then listen to their. Wow, that's a lot of work to ask somebody to do. <laughs> that's like years of therapy to get people ready for that shit. Oh and my you're god! You're just asking them just to do it on the flip of a switch. And then after that, we were put in no- noble silence. It was called noble silence, noble silence until right. uh, after breakfast the next morning. So to just take what you had just heard and listened to. Obviously, you know, I think the point of that probably is that you're not going to go blab your shit to your roommate. But um, I just remember that being one of the most, hey, here I go. This is me talking about both sides of my mouth again. One of the most profound experiences I'd ever had. Yeah. Um, But also, like, that was entirely fucked up. and And definitely deserves some kind of processing or 
you know, mental health assistance yeah. after. Yeah. I mean, I, I, exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that is a great exercise. And if you're prepared to do that, my God, mm-hmm. be vulnerable. Get all that shit out. Mm-hmm. Don't sit on it. But you got to be prepared to be that person, to be that vulnerable. That's not just, that's not just healthy to <clears throat> start unplugging and, and, and unraveling some shit that maybe you've forgotten about and then not have this emotional support to one, be the, be the active listener to accept the thing that this person is just now like delving out to you, but also to deal with the shit that you've figured out about yourself. Yeah. That's, oh man, that's a lot. And again, great work if you can do it. That's not that's not work we should run away from, but be prepared to do that work. Have the support to do that work. You know, be be emotionally supported, physically supported mm-hmm. to be able to do that work, not at a flippant teacher training. Yeah. You know? I think that's kind of where I'm what I'm where I'm wrestling is like these some of these experiences that were the most profound for me right, yeah. were I witnessed and observed very traumatic for some people. Right. And I think it just depends on, on how you're showing up and where you are in your life and sort of what what you've dealt with and what you haven't dealt with and right yeah yeah I uh it's funny the trauma bonding thing <clears throat> that reminds me uh, um, I had a friend that went to a uh, teacher training in the Seattle area at a Baptist studio mm-hmm. Baptist mm-hmm. you know, um, affiliated studio I guess and uh, and she told me uh, that. Uh, about an experience that she had where they she got called out uh everybody had to come up into a like and stand in the middle of the circle and there were, I think there was about 20 people in this training and you would come up and um you had to like say the first like traumatic thing that happened to you, like that popped into your head like just like say that thing out right and just accept, like the group would accept it and like have these things right and you would you know, just like have these Moments where you would just like speak your, uh, I think it was like speak your truth. I mm-hmm. think that's what they called mm-hmm. it. But it was these traumatic things that happened to you that you were that you had to speak, and uh, and so this young lady got up there and she was speaking her truth, quote unquote. And the woman that was running the training, st- like as she's speaking her truth and she's being vulnerable, trying to in her own way, the the woman running the training stopped her and said, "You're not actually active, uh, not actually working into this uh, exercise. You're lying to yourself." You need to dig deeper. You need to be more vulnerable. And it's like, how are you going to tell somebody that just shared something? You have no idea how much strength it took them to share, to tell them they're not being vulnerable Mm. enough and they're not strong. They're beating them down. That person left that training, didn't finish the training, and is not teaching yoga right now. So not surprising. Yeah. That's a very common technique used, especially at like the um, the, the studio level. To, to really try to break people down right. um, at whatever cost. That's so crazy. Yeah. That's like, I'm, honestly, that's like Guantanamo Bay shit, right? That's like, that's head psych shit, right? Where we're just messing with people's psyche, break them down to build them up in the way that we feel they should be built. Now that, de- uh, that def- defies like, I'm not Buddhist. I'm not a religious person. I'm not, I'm a spiritual person. I have you know inklings of what, what's going on in the world, but I love the idea of in Buddhism that you see the inner Buddha in everybody, not the Buddha you wish them to be, mm. but their actual in a inner Buddha, because mm-hmm. there is one in every single person. You call it Christ consciousness. You call it whatever you want to. Right. But that being that's inside of you is the perfect being. It doesn't need to be manipulated. It doesn't need to be changed. It just needs to be recognized. 
right? Yeah. So it's, it's interesting that you say that because one of the the techniques of of Baptist yoga trainings is that they get you to identify really early on the lie or the story that you tell yourself, which is basically some version usually of I'm not good enough. Hmm. Right. So to identify that. And now in identifying that story or that lie, there's a lot of power there because you can identify when that is creeping up into your head and and making you small. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But it also is another technique where if you keep playing on that, you keep playing on that concept it's always something that needs to be fixed. Right. So there's another training for that. There's another training to, to help you fix that story or lie that you tell yourself, right? Like you're never mm. quite there yet. Right. Um, so that's been kind of interesting for me to also unpack Yeah. in this whole wild ride. Yeah. Man. God, <laughs> yeah. there's it's, just so many layers. It's been a wild ride for me because I my identity was wrapped up in this shit tightly for a really long time. Right. Like that was so pulling it away. And in fact, when I was filling out the the questionnaire that you sent me, mm-hmm. um, and there was a section of like your accomplishments or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like typically, my number one accomplishment would be like five hundred hour Baptiste train. You know, blah blah blah. Yeah. And now I'm like, ew, I don't want to. I don't want to put that on there. Like, I don't want to have that attached. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it's still a notable accomplishment. It really is. You know, it still is a notable accomplishment. You know, you've, you've, you've done a lot, uh, with the trainings that you have, you know? So I think that's, you know, the other part of this too, is that, you know, just because you've, I won't even call it fallen victim, but you know, just because you're associated with this, this person, this training doesn't mean that it didn't benefit you. Right. You didn't, you still, exactly. like you said yourself, yep. you know, talking yep. out of both sides of your yep. mouth because it did. Both can be you. true. Yeah, Both totally. Both can be true. Yeah. You know, so finding, I think that's maybe personal work that the yeah. people that went through those trainings have to find that honesty with being honest with themselves about the things that they don't agree with, but also embracing those things that did positively be affected in their lives because of this thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Like we can't should all over ourselves. I should have done this. I should have oh, yeah. done that, you know, so. Always shitting all over myself. Yeah. all the time. Right? <laughs> well, it's like you said, those practices, you know, it's like those practices that we have that we, that we rely on, but we forget, you know, we have those practices like, oh, I know this thing that this thing works. This thing gets me out of this place. This thing makes me calm. But mm-hmm. then when I'm hyperventilating, I forget the thing that makes me calm because my, I'm in <laughs> fight or flight. <laughs> you got to make it a habit. Yeah. Exactly. So you can pull it out of your back pocket. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, uh, so I've, you know, it's interesting. I, uh, I was actually talking to a friend of a mutual friend of ours and, uh, a few weeks back and she was saying some things about the, the, you know, her questioning Baptiste mm-hmm. and her questioning some of the trainings that she's gone to yeah. and, uh, and getting some kind of flack from some of the local teachers that, you know, have similar trainings. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I'd be interested to see like, you know, what the kind of response is going to be as things start to come out. Because like you said, there's a lot of people that hang their hats on that style of training. I did this thing. I made this accomplishment. And are we going to defend it now? Or are we going to demonize it? Are we going to find good in it? You know, I'm just going to be interested to see what those steps are. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how it plays out. There are other things that that I didn't witness or experience that I'm not bringing up in this podcast. But if people did a little bit of research, they might... Yeah. Easily see some other things that are being the accusations that are coming to light that I think will probably um, make whatever's going to happen happen faster. Yeah. I don't know what else to say that except for except for the stuff that we talked about today mm-hmm. is questionable. 
and and probably and not great, but there are other things that are coming to light that. Yeah. Well, and I and I appreciate the fact that you're speaking to your truths. You're speaking to what's happened to you and things that you've witnessed personally, not things that you've heard. And that's, I think, where we get a little dicey in, in conversations mm-hmm. like this is, you know, I've heard a lot about Baptiste and about these other these other things, but I've never experienced them. Yeah, you know? I so either. I can't I can't speak to those directly. I can what I can do is learn from those experiences and learn the triggers that happened around those people and learn the things of like we talked about with power struggles, right? Learn how to stay away from those power struggles, how to humanize ourselves because we are humans. I'm not better, worse, indifferent than anybody else. But, you know, like, but we get put on those pedestals, literally, sometimes mm-hmm. those podiums. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, we're looked at in that light that can be intoxicating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it, it will be very interesting. I do, you know, the vast majority of, of the wonderful, amazing people that I've met in mm-hmm. this journey, the community that I created, um, are still very much in, involved and might probably not even know that this rumbling is happening Mm. i I don't even really know to be honest i think maybe if they are aware of it and aren't you know involved in the conversation but the people that i really feel for probably the most are the affiliate owners who and i i bet that i wasn't part of the bikram experience but i i would imagine that that was very painful and hard for people who had the name like literally stamped on their on their walls and everything like holy shit now what do we do yeah how, how do we find our identity, you know? And yeah. it's that that also goes to like the practice of of journey into power, which is the the for the Baptist practice that we teach and learn yeah. the sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember hearing when the Bikram thing was happening, and I love the practice of Bikram. I like, do too. I remember yeah. the whole thing. Like, well, shit. I like I I get benefit out of the practice, mm-hmm. and um. You can love the practice yeah. and not the person. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And well, that's so, why we call yeah. that's why we call Bikram yoga hatha in the yes, Northwest. Right, you right. Know? Yeah. I mean, in, in general, hatha is Bikram. generic yoga. Yeah. Right. And well, if in India, like hatha sure. means yoga, like active movement. But in the yoga. Northwest, it's Bikram. It, exactly. In the Northwest, I remember it's Bikram. moving here and being like, say, taking a hatha class and be like, oh wait, this is Bikram. Yeah. Oh, we're just not using the word. Got it. Yep. Okay. I got yep. like, check that off. Yeah. I understand now. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder what the uh, the offshoot of uh, uh, Baptiste will be. It'll if probably that ever just comes be to that. hot power yoga or power something yoga. like that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But do you still teach? Are you are you still teaching yeah. like the strict like the Baptiste? Style I really do. Or, okay. Yeah, I love it. It, yeah. it is so. It's what I prefer to practice. I love taking that that sequence, and I change it up a little bit, but I mm-hmm. I really stick for the most part with with that sequence. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, yeah, like I said, I've, I've quite a few, uh, friends that are Baptist teachers taking your mm-hmm. class, uh, like Joe Parsons, uh, Katie Tavog, amazing teachers. And, uh, I love their styles and I love the consistency of their practices. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I can personally say that I do get something out of the practice as well. Mm-hmm. I've never taken any Baptist trainings. I've not, uh, read Journey into Power. Um, I don't teach the, that style. I do teach a vinyasa style, power-ish type style, but mm-hmm. more transition based and things like that. Yeah. You're, well, I love your classes because you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. It's like going to keep you on your toes. You just, yeah. You just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. But, uh, but yeah, I like, I really do appreciate the, the style that, that, and, but I can say that I appreciate the style because of the teachers that teach it. Like, because of people like yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, I could say that the good that came out of your training has been felt. 
and has been appreciated and has been nourished. Thank so, you. yes, thank you. That so I'm good. proud. I'm, I'm happy that you went through your trainings to, to get the experience you needed. Um, I'm very proud of you for speaking up and, and having this voice to step forward and be one of the first people that I know of to start to, uh, to talk about stuff like this. And, um, you know, if there's, if there's, as things more start to come out, you know, if we want to get back on here and talk some more about it, happy to do it. Yeah, totally. Um, but, uh, but yeah, thank you so much for, uh, for coming out and, yeah. and, and sharing with this, you know, uh, we'll leave, uh, you know, you've introduced me to some Instagram pages and things like that, that mm-hmm. have had some good information about it. Yep. And, uh, so I'll leave stuff like that in our show notes mm-hmm. and, uh, and where to, where to find that. Um, I'll send you, um, information about the book I was talking about practice and everything is coming. Cool. That's really, that's really interesting. And a couple other books, uh, cultish organizational books if people are into that stuff like, cool. like i am yeah and I, you know it's it's good to know about it so we can prevent it you know it's good to understand the 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 inner workings of and the the the, the things that lead into those those instances so we can stop it yeah i all think right. it all comes down to your gut like yeah. when you start not trusting it that's when it really it's important to kind of pick your head up and look around and and really question what's going on there you go yeah yeah Well, thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please subscribe to the podcast if you like what we're doing and share it with your friends. Let's get that community growing. We'll see you next time. I'm basing some love to you all.